You are listening to the Brenton Thwaites Hour, presented by Exceptional Thieves. Well, it was nice meeting you, and once again, my apologies for being such a clumsy fool. I'm looking for a pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow. You hear me? Nothing bad's gonna happen to you. Do you know how long I've been waiting for this moment? The risks I've taken to be here. amazing how just shamelessly DC is continuing is just copying Marvel such that like now Marvel is just doing a transition into multiverse etc and DC is just is doing Flash bringing back (laughs) Michael Keaton and stuff they're just like looking at what they're doing and so now I've been saying talking about how the Flash movie can bring different DC universes together which is what, which is causing some of some people on Twitter to say they need we need to bring Brendan Thwaites and Batfleck together. I would like to have Batfleck have been Brendan Thwaites' Batman. Yeah. See, I I think Brenton has had definitely his Brenton's dick definitely mm-hmm. had the um the ability to be film worthy Dick Grayson. Yeah. Not just television. Yeah. Oh, look. It's hard to imagine what the capacity of Brenton's dick could have been. <laughs> Dent, Brenton brings an amazing dick to the screen with Nightwing. He does. Every time I've seen his dick on my TV at home. Yeah. And it, we're getting into season three of this dick now, which is pretty exciting. Wow. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Brenton. You know, I wonder. They say, like, with... <laughs> really? <laughs> They say how it's important to sort of know who your audience is so you can really play to that audience and make sure you're giving people what they want. At this point, I cannot imagine who the audience of this show is. Not because of Brenton, but once once you combine Brenton Thwaites' appreciation with Craig News and Bezos' talk, that that's a very, very small Venn diagram of people now. <laughs> That are coming up. <laughs> Those are my three things. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh. But it would be sad if there's like somebody out there who loves Brenton as much as they should, also hates Jeff Bezos. Yeah, but just is like real, real small lukewarm on the on the Daniel Craig. They're like, oh, I can come with you so much of the way, but then. Yeah. So I think really what we're doing now is we're building our own audience. And we are convincing people <laughs> to be into these things. Somehow convincing people without doing any advertising. Seen any good movies lately? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I've been rewatching once again the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, okay. Because I do spend a lot of my time with Edgar Wright. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to that very untrodden ground. Uh, I've also rewatched the Harry Potter films. Okay. Yep. Uh, Seen any good new films? Oh, new films. Oh, new films. Um, God, Isaac, uh, it's a film podcast, (laughs) all right? I can't say, have you seen any good movies lately? And go, yeah, Chamber of Secrets. Ah, that's come on. Yeah. Um, what have you seen? What have you? What have you? What have you? Saw Black Widow. Oh, lovely. lovely. Yeah. Thoughts on Black Widow? No spoilers. Okay, spoiler free. All right. Okay, I would have uh, I would have um said awesome. Yeah, it was it it's the action sequences are 
pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then we hit like a 7 out of 10 mm-hmm. on a lot of those. All of the actors are obviously great. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh, obviously fantastic. Florence Pugh, obviously fantastic. I a little bit sort of lost track. Black Widow is a little bit of a passive protagonist, and they don't really it's give not her really an arc. Her movie. No, mm-hmm. and given that we know she dies, this was a film. This film plays as if it's coming out before. Infinity War. So it plays like it's coming out chronologically. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked if it had played a little bit more as a tragedy so that her coming death sort of recontextualizes the things we're seeing at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, obviously, there's the, they mentioned a few times how she has two families of the Avengers and then her biological family that are depicted in this film. The, her, her, non, her non-biological biological family. Her, yeah, yeah. Her, her Soviet ordained family and i would have liked something from the father like the dad is like this new family you believe they will keep you safe something like that and she says yes and says how much she trusts them etc and so then you know that's a little bit sad because she ends up dying as a result of her interactions with that second family just a few things like that i think would have made it a little bit there are those bits in there but they're not harped upon too much well i don't i don't think i don't think they are really i think it just plays like his Black Widow and then Black Widow's going to go off and do some more Black Widow stuff. And like David the Arbor film does talk about the fact that she's found herself a new family now. And yeah, but it's just... They're pl- not it, her real family. Yeah, but that's just played as a conflict between those two allegiances for her within the context of this film. Yes. It doesn't seem to sit with in the wider context of the chronology it, it is a part of. Understandable. So I would like to bit of that, but no, I still... Very good. Good idea for a um, follow-up podcast. Mm-hmm. Pewing. Pew- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Pewing, <laughs> where we we where we should. It's not view, view pew, viewing pew. <laughs> that does sound like we're out, we're outside of out of the camera, doesn't it? <laughs> That's just like a, a Facebook special in, in, interest group where we view pew. But Florence Pugh is a very, very good actress. Yeah. And I I I would force myself to watch Midsummer again. I bought her we doing that. as a physical fighting presence mm-hmm. in that movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. When I heard Florence Pugh, I was like, okay, she's obviously a good actor, but I don't know, a bit short, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she they they choreographed and filmed it and she performed it in a way where it was very believable, everything she was doing. I was like, yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Did you see A Quiet Place Part 2? I have not. Oh, okay. Well then. I haven't had a chance to go to the movies. Dude, you having not been to the movies so much lately is really disorientating. Uh, it's weird for me, man. I miss it. Normally, I'm like, every time I'm like, I ask you if you want to go see a movie and you always say, no, I've already seen it three times yesterday, the day it came out, and I'm there now seeing yeah. it again. Sorry, I'm already in the theatre. Yeah. I got to put my phone on silent for yeah. two hours. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, great hanging out. Now you haven't seen anything. I haven't because you're busy learning how to how to be on the screen. That is true. Yeah, but also I just don't live. Do you just not that, not that into movies? I love movies. Do you just not that into it? I don't think. No, oh, that's what it is. I feel oh, like okay, if you're into cool. it, then you'd probably see more of them. Like you don't see. Like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, every time I ask you if you've seen any good movies, you talk about movies that came out like 20 years ago. And yeah. frankly, lots of us were pretty lukewarm on then. 
What have you been lukewarm on? <laughs> All of the Harry Potter movies. There, it's okay. You can be lukewarm on that. Yeah. That's okay. I want them to be good. I thought you were about to start throwing hands at the Cornetto trilogy. No. And then we'd have words. <laughs> we'd have to... We'd, we'd be having words. We'd have to take this outside. <laughs> We'd, have, we'd take the microphones and everything outside. Obviously, so we could record the And just the have words. the same conversation, we'd have to but mask up because a bit of the louder. mask mandate that we yeah, have. Yeah, we'd put our masks on. Yep. We'd go outside into those streets, and I'd get all of my boys from down the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have boys? Yeah. Well, cool. I mean... Am I one of those boys? You are, oh, so okay, that will cool. get confusing. I'll need you to go... <laughs> like when you play chess against yourself, I'll need you to go back and forth. Oh, yeah, I'll get up from my yeah. chair and walk to the other side. But no, the Cornetto trilogy is... Fine, and as we all know, Shaun of the Dead is the best one. So today, welcome back to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. Yeah, that got a bit of life out here, didn't it? <laughs> I'm Sam. I don't want to respond. No, I'm Isaac. Yeah, you are. Hot Fuzz is you better than Shaun of the Dead. You That's can't fine. get around the fact that you are Isaac. And um, this is the latest episode of The Brenton Thwaites Hour, our very special Brenton Thwaites Appreciation Podcast. The world's first. I don't say only, because surely there'll be more, but we are currently the world's first Brenton Thwaites Appreciation Podcast, where we watch and review every film that the one and only Brenton Thwaites full name every time has been in. What have we watched this week, Sam? This week we have watched Oculus. 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 A psychological horror slash thriller. I yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think yeah. that's that's a fair assessment. There are elements of um, all three of those things. Yeah. Attempted um, within this film. Very hard to Google because they just keep trying to tell you about VR headsets and stuff. Um, Which is another great topic for a podcast that we shouldn't do. Yeah, well, we we could be wearing one right now and forgotten. No one would know. I wonder which one of us is real. Or are we both real, but we're in different places. We're in the future. Or are we both real, but you look completely different, and I'm a tentacled monster that you've never actually yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Or you're real, and I'm actually just like a sentient version of the color purple. Oh, lovely. Just interfacing with, you know, maybe, oh, imagine if this was our Ready Player One world. This. And you just, what we're in right and you now. go into your trailer <laughs> on the 10th floor, and you put your headset on, and you just do a podcast with your mate. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, this isn't. There would As be a exciting. world within the the oasis that is dedicated mm. to podcasts. Yeah, and that makes me quite a sad. big one, I reckon, <laughs> an unsettlingly big, an unnecessarily <laughs> big one, most likely. Uh, have you done any VR stuff? I have played VR games before. Oh yeah, is it good yet? Uh it is on its way. Yeah, I don't. I think in ten years mm-hmm. tops, you will be able to play a full length story game. Yeah. Within a VR headset, we'll be going to the movies. Yeah, with like I think. Have you been to that 4D movie theater? Yeah, that's what. I went to see Mortal Kombat. Okay. At uh, at the cinema in 4D. Oh, so it was 3D glasses, and your chairs moved a little bit. Well, good point. Actually, we didn't have 3D glasses, <laughs> but, but so I guess it was. I guess it was back to 3D because they missed out the middle one. But so it was 2D, move? but the chair moved, and you get sprayed with water and cold air and stuff. And it was all right, but there's so much fighting and stuff in Mortal Kombat. By the end, you're quite tired <laughs> from being just jerked around so much. 
Like, I think it would be nice to be able to turn that function off for a bit. The fact that it got to the point where, like, a fight scene was coming and you'd start to sort of brace because you realize you're about to be jerked around so much. There is a film. It did add something to it, though. It's a different experience. Mortal Kombat was all right. Yeah? Surprisingly. I haven't actually seen it yet. See, it just disrupts the whole flow. I know. It's right, right? It's weird. There is actually a film, like a full-length feature film that's been made in Yeah, there's, there's a few, I think. And Oh, you mean this specific one? This specific one. I think it's got bloody... um Bloody... What's his... Fa- Brenton Nicolas Prates? Nicolas Cage in it. Well, I most, think it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Well, most films have Nicolas Cage in them. They do. They do, in some way or another. Yeah. I think it was Nicolas It was some strangely famous person just did a very no-budget film, but in complete VR. So you can be sitting in the front chair of this car that they're driving in the film and just look out the front windscreen and ignore the acting that's happening in the back seat (laughs) behind you. It's a thing that's happening now. It is a thing that's happening. But... So, but this is not about virtual reality. No. Well, o- Oculus is I guess about kinda. reality. Yeah, it's not about, virtual. It's about well, it's about real reality and then ghost reality and then mirror realities. Yes, I think one thing that the film does well is to sort of be quite obscure as to whether or not the mirror mm-hmm. that is the villain is actually the villain. Yeah, well, I mean that that yes, that was that was very faint praise, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um so spoilers for Oculus. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah. Go and see Oculus. I rented it on YouTube. Lovely. Uh .com, which is a great website. Oh. Uh, if you should, you should yeah. check it out. Okay, what what is it about? Um it's about <laughs> <laughs> What's YouTube about? YouTube is about uh, yeah www.youtube.com is about generating social capital for yourself oh. primarily through brand deals and gaining audiences of teenagers. Sweet. That's most of what it's about. And then engaging in in beef with other people on the on the platform. That doesn't sound mentally unsafe at all. No, no, it's very good. It's good because it's it's a it's a really good place to what develop a- to to become a role model yourself, and also to find other role models for you and maybe your your if, children or younger siblings. What if my content was literally just me reviewing different types of corn chips, um, on the cheese meter that I there's a meter that I've come up with as long right now. Uh, yeah, look, the more niche, the better. You know, yeah. if I were you, I'd pick one sort of corn chip and just review that one over and over again. Just and to so, see which packet. And it's, well, which packet and how does your palate change as your tongue gets more and more numb to the flavor? Of, yeah. on the cheese meter Yeah, and as this takes over more and more of your diet, how does your own sort of mental state start to slowly destabilize? Lovely. Can yeah. do. So, cause, so, so that's got deep themes. In, in about six years when it takes off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the that's that's the key thing with YouTube. You've got to give it five years. Mm-hmm. Like a good friend, you have to keep it for yes. a few years before you can be like, before oh, you, okay, cool. Yeah, or you realize actually, no. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you've got another couple of years in you before I have to make that call. That's Oculus. Not, that's not true. My friends, the film Oculus. Oculus, a one-hour 
I think, and 45-minute movie. Wonderful. That came out in 2013, starring the one and only Brenton Thwaites. Alongside. Alongside Karen Gillan. TV's Karen Gillan. The television, Doctor Who's Karen Gillan. So this is Scotland's Karen Gillan. So this is just (laughs) after... So she's just finished up on Doctor Who when she comes into this. Yes. So gained notoriety as the... Doctor's companion throughout a lot of the Matt Smith tenure. Mm-hmm. Some of the best Doctor Who stuff out there. Arguably, in my indeed. opinion. The way, where I've landed with Doctor Who is I think the best stories were David Tennant, but Matt Smith is my favorite Doctor performance. That's fine. You're you entitled know. to your opinions. Matt, I think the Matt Smith stories were fine, but it got so convoluted. Convoluted and, and just an Ouroboros of. And just of like leading up to things that didn't really pay off. Yes, there was less of the less of the like one episode is one story. Yeah, and more of the oh, there's an overarching theme to this season. Yeah, it kept being like there's there's a theme. Just you wait. What that theme is will be revealed by the concrete story events that will occur in the next soon maybe. And yep. then they kept kept doing that. But that's not Matt Smith's fault. It's definitely not Karen Gillan's fault. It's probably Moffat's fault. Yeah. A lot of things are Moffat's fault. Yeah. Forest fires. Yep. Stephen Moffat. Yep. The last season of Sherlock. Definitely Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat. Whenever I trip over and people see it. Mm. There's Moffat. no water on Mars. Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Yeah. How did he get there first? Who knows? How did he do it? Well, ruined Mars for everybody. He got fur- he's been further than Jeff Bezos. I saw... I liked people congratulating Bezos on doing what a dog did in 1957. Go up and come back. Go up a little bit to fake space and then come back. (laughs) And come back down and and laugh really weirdly in every interview. In a cowboy hat. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a space cowboy now. Jeff Bezos, fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The cow... Like... (laughs) He got off his... Okay, welcome back to Bezos Talk. You maybe thought we weren't going to do it, but we are. He got off his giant dick-shaped spaceship after going to fake space, which a dog did in 957. And then he's like, this... And then he thanks... He thanks the Amazon customers for paying for it. But he also thanks the Amazon employees for paying for it. Because he doesn't pay them. Because, so he explicitly says, thank you for Amazon employees for letting me keep more of your money than I should have done in order to pay for this stupid thing. And he thought, you, you know what? I, I'm i worried that this, this isn't the douchiest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> I think I'm going to put on a cowboy hat. It, I don't And they understand. said, no, Jeff, you will collapse reality. He said, I'm going to do it. It's fine. We're talking about a film. Let's be happy. Brendan Thwaites is in a hefty amount of this film. He is. So it's really, it's a, it's a two-hander. Exactly. There's yeah, basically like... two characters. Yeah. Um, Karen Gillan and Brendan Thwaites, they play a brother and sister who are coming back together to try to defeat a mirror. An evil entity an evil, within yeah. an antique mirror. A sort of Lovecraftian, unexplained being that exists within a mirror. A 400-year-old mirror. Yeah. So, uh, written, directed by Mike Flanagan, who 
he never has a day off, as far as I can tell. Did you have you watched other Mike Flanagan stuff? To your knowledge? To my knowledge, no. The Haunting of Hill House. Love it. Yeah. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep was a Mike. Yeah. Was it directed or written or? I, th- well, I think he adapted it. Yeah, so he's he's adapted it from Stephen King. Okay. Which would have been a hard work of adaptation because the book isn't a sequel to the movie Shining. But obviously we are wanting to watch a movie that is a sequel to The Shining. Um, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Gerald's Game, which I thought was all right. And and there was that second season, The Haunting of Bly Manor, as another standalone thing. I wasn't a huge fan of The Haunting of Hill House, even though I did watch all of it. Did you watch Bly Manor? No, did you? I did. I've watched both of them. I think Bly Manor is done very well in that... There are so many little things that you do notice if you give if you give a shit. Yeah, that are just like people in the background all the time, like proper proper horror things that aren't jump scares. It's just very yeah. unset. Like there's so much of scene happening, and there's just a person standing somewhere in the scene. Mm. And if you notice it, you notice it. If you don't, it doesn't change the scene. But if you yeah. notice it, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, the lack of reliance on jump scares is something I noticed with this, and I yes. think that's very good. It's a good. It's, I think it's good for filmmaking. Yeah, I wouldn't call this necessarily a horror film. No, but there are the amount of tension and discomfort. Is, yeah, is it leans more towards horror than thriller. yeah. It's a psychological horror. Yeah. yeah, it's got horror elements. So, Isaac, did you like Oculus the first time I watched Oculus? Yes. No. Ooh. The second time I watched Oculus, also yeah, no, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not one of my favorite horror films, or sure. or one of my favorite films. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I mm-hmm. do like Oculus. What changed between the first and second viewing? Brendan Thwaites' appreciation. <laughs> uh, I think of of late, I've gained a new. I I think respect for filmmaking. Okay. For other filmmaking than the films that I already respected. Right, okay. And I think Oculus does a, nice, a few nice things. What did you think you were paying attention to more so this time around with your with your closer eye? Uh, I was less concerned about everything else and enjoying performances. Right. Rather than aspects of the filmmaking per se. Yes. Right. So you have more of a respect for performances. I do. Mm. Especially... Karen Gillan, yes, yes yeah, obviously, you obviously, yeah. Yeah, well, she's doing a great American accent. Um, so this <laughs> well, she is... is actually doing a very good American accent. Yeah, yeah, she is. So what? So what happens in it? Brenton has been he he plays Tim. Yep, Tim Russell. Yes, he is. He he's been in a institution f- throughout his teenage years. I presume formative. Yeah. Nice. nice, and he's about to, and he's about to turn twenty-one, and um, in his he has a dream where he's shooting his dad, and he tells the doctor about that, and the doctor says that is exactly what we've been waiting for. That's brilliant. You are out of here, mate. And at his yep. next, you know, you just told medi- me about medical version, your Papa. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, this doctor clearly is taking a very sort of psychodynamic approach. And he goes, yep, brilliant. As soon as you have a dream about having sex with your mom, you can go. And 
because then you've worked through the complex. Anyway, um, and so then at his next, you know, version of a parole hearing, he's like, this guy, Brenton should be out in the community. He'd be, he's, he's, he's going to be fine. Don't even worry about it. And they were like, okay, well, he did have that dream about shooting his dad. And so they let him out and uh, he gets picked up by Karen Gill and his sister, who's just like a few years older. Uh, yeah, a few years older. Yeah. I think she, he's 10 when the events first happen and she's 12. And so they open with they open they open with the dream and then and then it's then it's Karen Gillan at the auction. So she works at an auction house. Mm-hmm. Do you think she is it meant to be that she's working there as part of her pursuit of the mirror? Yes. Okay. It's meant to be she's got her job here to pursue the mirror. Yeah. Okay. And she's spent the last however many years he's been in Psycho prison. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, <laughs> they love it when you call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> she spent that entire time working towards finding the mirror. <laughs> Psycho prison. <laughs> the mind prison. Just, <laughs> just the worst version of what you could have said. <laughs> Well, he would have been yeah, a kid, no, so he would have been like, kiddies. You know, <laughs> you know the jail for all the bloody mental people where we put them, where they're all mad and that? To yeah. keep us all safe. To keep us all safe because they're all weird and mad. Anyway. Well, while he spent 11 years in Arkham Asylum, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> hanging well, it out looked, with, a bit, looked a bit nice. With Batman villains. Yeah, and he hasn't let her come in to visit him for a while. And so they've kind of grown apart a little bit. Hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably sort of slowly piecing it together that they don't look very related. <laughs> the younger right. kids, I think, look more related than Karen Gillan and Brandon yeah, Whites, they, but that's because they their formative years they, were spent so separate. Yeah, so they've... <laughs> yeah, so they've... Yeah, because their evolution has diverged. Somehow he's still then. got that nice tan of, yeah. an, of, a, of a Queenslander, yeah, but well, he's he spent 11 years... Well, he gets a, a lot of yard time. <laughs> You know, at the prison. And um, he's hella cut. Yeah. Maybe... Um, he's been bent person. He's bent. Maybe he's been adopted. Maybe that would be... That... I had a... I have a pitch for an alternate version of this movie. Lovely. That I think that we'll, 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 we'll get to, we'll get to later. Um, but And so Karen Gillan's basically saying... Basically, they, they go out for lunch and she's like, I'm so glad you're out of the psycho prison. Um, <laughs> welcome back. It's time. It's great. Now it's great. You have this opportunity to move on with your life and really start to, you know, get on with things. Now, first order of business: Would you like to come back and confront the trauma of our childhood in the specific it, place where it happens? In the place where it happens, in a way that is going to really strongly reinforce all of the supposed delusions you spent the last eleven years getting over. He's like, probably not, mate. <laughs> but so I thought that was. I get it, but I just thought that was funny. Um, so they've got they've got so she's got access to the mirror for a few days and they think that they said they've got to go there and they've got to kill it. Um so I I kind of liked how straight to the point this was. I think the first half hour, forty five minutes leading up to them going there and mm. getting started. Yeah. Boring. Oh uh, well y- yeah. Well, I don't think it was half an hour. I think it's about the first the first half hour ish of the film for me. Very dull. 
until they get well. Back so so when like does it the get two stories start happening at the same time? So when does it when does it become good again for you then? When she shows off her sweet camera equipment. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, well, I didn't. For me, that didn't feel like that long. I do. The there's the scene at the auction house where there's a a figure underneath a curtain that then mm-hmm. disappears. Mm-hmm. Now, I love a good statue under a curtain that you have to pull the curtain off and see if it's a person standing there or not. Never gets old. Do it a million times. I don't care. But it was in in that interesting sort of stands apart from everything else the mirror does throughout the. It's a different sort of thing throughout throughout the movie, yeah. but. I don't think there was too too much build up to it because also the more you build up to sort of confronting the mirror, I think you're sort of building more tension around what the mirror is going to do. Mm-hmm. What did you think about having the villain of your movie be a mirror? I that th- is in no that is in no point specifically personified. There's no demon in the mirror, it's just the mirror. Yeah. The the mirror's victims materialize at various points. I think for a film the to thing have the itself mirror is be never a villain, seen. the I think it work it might be very simple to just go down the line of the moral of the film, meaning vanity is is a sin. Yeah, true. I mean, that's never... not what the film is about in any way. No, yeah, the fact no that... one like sits there staring into the mirror. Being like, oh my god, this mirror is amazing. It does so good things. Yeah, and the mirror just whispers to people the when they're f- not looking into it. The fact that it is a mirror is not relevant. Doesn't play into what the mirror does to you. Yes, it yeah. could have just been a painting of a of a scenery of some kind. Yeah, or like, like I m- think an oil painting of a farm would have been kind of more scary than a mirror, even though you can't see into it. Oh, uh, mirrors! Mirror, the thing, mirror is always going to be the scariest thing because you're seeing yourself. Mirrors, yeah. The opposite yeah. you, yeah, and like it could, like the mirror could have been sort of showing you what you could have and corrupting people. Do you remember by... that Kiefer Sutherland horror film called Mirrors from two thousand seven? No, and I'd say no one else does. Okay, cool. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But the, go on. The, I'm going to spoil the ending because you're oh, not going to watch no. it. No, no, no. Go on then. Okay. But basically, the mirrors are the bad guys. No. But the mirror is, a- is actually a window to the mirror world, the which mirror. is just uh-huh, the world, but backwards. Right, okay. And the the way that they get you is they suck you into the mirror world, and then you can't be seen in this world. Right. Except you're so on the it... other side of every pane of glass. Because <laughs> like, there are parts where one guy gets the punishment happen, like the, the gets, oh, so... gets sucked into the mirror world, and then you just see handprints on glass. Not mirrors, just glass. Oh, so their world only exists as reflections... In glass. Well, it's just our world, but without us. It's just everything right. else. Does that make sense? So... Like, when you're in the mirror... Yep. You're in the mirror. Sure. You've still got a reflection to the, on the other side. Yep. But you're not on the other side. So everyone else is outside. You're just inside the mirror world. And you can go anywhere in there. But is the mirror world as big? Like, is it was uh-huh. all of our world in there? Yep. Okay, so is it bad to be in there? Yeah, there's no one else in there. Well, you're alone, and you can't get back out. Nope. Right. Okay. So how did they person? How did how do people get sucked in? I can't remember that. Far. Right. Okay. But I just know that Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Yeah. Mirrors are cool and scary, and can be creepy. 
and just the 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 threat of your the threat of your reflection doing something that you're not doing is so ever present and so easily accessible. Like, do you ever just look in a mirror by yourself for more than five seconds? No. It's why would you? But I have a story about mirrors. It's a horrifying experience. <laughs> Go on. On set recently, Ooh. in a place called haunted set, was told that the the building was haunted. Yes. It's in a place called Marburg, which is outside of Ipswich. Sounds old. It's like a real old house yeah. that used to be like a massive plantation. Sounds like the kind of place people farmers. might have died violently in farming accidents and whatnot. The people who own it tell you stories of the three ghosts Ooh. that live any, in the uh, house and roam the upper upper floors. Any drought-related suicides getting about from 100 Not years ago? Not that I know of. Oh, okay. But well. didn't see any ghosts. There were just oh. many full-length mirrors leaning against walls Sons in the upper bitches. floors of this house. They are like, asking for trouble. Looking into it, you'd be like, it'd be so cool if there were like two of us in this room just looking in the mirror, but then in the mirror mm. there were four people. Yeah. And then, ugh, I just like the idea of horror. Yeah. And as many people have, have admitted to seeing ghosts in this house, yeah. saw nothing. Mm. I saw some balustrades for the stairs that have quite large bulbous heads on them you know how uh-huh. stair railings often have that little ball yes instead the... of a ball it was like an upright football shape okay so from the like a op- pineapple yes from the opposite end of the house Looked if you like see a... the shadow of this you'd think it's a child's head mm-hmm. standing at the right height for a child's head to be i like the idea of people saying their house is haunted but it's just like full of mannequins and things that obviously just look like ghosts at night in one of the closets upstairs is a mannequin <laughs> and i wanted to move it around the lots house. of people talk about the mannequin man that lives in the cupboard upstairs so some people see he doesn't move yeah you can only see him if you open the door <laughs> why does every wall have a mirror on it we're just trying to get a vibe going we're just trying to get a sort of haunty haunty feeling yeah, we never get a plumber in because if those pipes don't rattle, then people stop thinking it's haunted. <laughs> Equally scary, what if you look in the mirror with people and they're not reflected? See, that would be cool too. Then, then you're you standing yourself next to a, a ghost or a vampire. a vampire. Yeah, yeah. So look, mirrors are scary. I think it works. It it worked for me that the mirror is this just faceless I'm villain. Completely fine with the mirror. Not like they're not being an entity in the mirror that you see. It's yeah. not like there's a dead woman who got who possessed the woman mirror mm, and now just yeah. takes her vengeance out on people via the mirror. It's just an evil yeah. mirror. Yeah, because you don't really like need that. What? Christine is a Stephen King novel and movie okay. from the eighties. Right, not our which... one listener. Hello, Christine Shadow. <laughs> hey, Christine. Um. It's about an evil car, just a car that comes off the mm. line evil and yeah. it sort of like <laughs> corrupts the guys who own it yeah. and then the car drives itself and kills mm. people. See, what I... It's just an evil mirror. I think that's, I think that's fine. That's yeah. a cool villain. What I, what I always prefer is like understanding the mirror as, say, not an evil mirror, but it's a being that needs to feed, you yes. know, because... I always subscribe to that thing like creatures aren't good or evil. They're just doing things that we code as good or evil depending on our perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like bad guys never think they're the bad guy. So the fact that I I don't understand how a being can exist in the world as 
evil as an evil thing because that's an idea that we're putting upon it this but this mirror could be some lovecraftian being who just needs to eat people to stay alive and so it's motivated to do that so it's just a predator you know and that's all you need it, I, I, this this mirror is a demon and it has to suck people into it in order to keep going and that seems pretty evil to us because we think oh no we don't, don't suck people into us we to would keep going no and e- and if that's what we have to do then even then we don't you know we sometimes we suck people in you know in terms of uh, relationships in order to feel <laughs> our in order to feed our sort of narcissism yeah. and stuff but we would never do it in terms of physically assimilating them because that's you should hope not. That's a, that's Otherwise, a bit you weird. Are basically, the thing. Then, yeah. Then you're then you then know, you're John Carpenter's the thing. Then you're then. basically a mirror at that point. Oh, or no, you ooh. no, you're a flesh golem, no. and that's even See, worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> I liked this movie quite a lot, Good. and I think a lot of that comes from Brenton. Brenton, and the other thing it comes from is Karen Gill. No, is um, the Katie Sackhoff. Yes, Katie <laughs> is, uh, is that one? Is that one time Mike Flanagan's visible in the reflection of the mirror? <laughs> um, the fact that there's so much readily accessible thematically by having a mirror at the at, at, at the at the middle of it, yep. and I think there's just so much going on thematically for the movie already. There's lots of different ways you can interpret it, and so that gets me a long way into into really liking this movie. It had a lot of positive critic reviews. It was a box office success. When I looked into your your viewer reviews on your IMDb's, your letterboxes, lots of negative reviews. And I'll read a couple of them out that I found particularly funny. But a lot of people's complaints, and none of these complaints and negative reviews I found particularly compelling. And a lot of them were people saying, oh, it was shit that nothing was explained. They didn't explain why the mirror was evil. They didn't explain what had actually caused all of this. And I was really okay with how much it wasn't explained. I think it's completely... It's it's not trying to be like, we're not explaining this because we don't know... It's mm. doing it on purpose. You don't get a, you don't get told. They've chosen not to tell you. It's not yeah. that they didn't think about it. Yeah. It's like you don't get to know that. I think I like I don't think the movie needed to do this, but you I think they could have covered themselves off on that angle a bit more by having the characters maybe discuss and address th- how absurd it is that there's this evil mirror and talk a little bit about that and just have the characters address a little bit the fact that things don't always make sense in life and that we can't always that we, that we, sometimes we don't have an explanation for things yeah do they say that in this or do they say that in something else uh, no they don't say that in this yeah they kind of say that in next week's episode do, oh, okay that might be what I'm thinking of yeah. because I think really what the mirror isn't really anything to do with well it is kind of it the mirror is it like the film's really is about trauma and about like a lot of horror movies you know <laughs> you don't get any <laughs> you don't get a lot of points for pointing that out but i think and now it's sort of basically these these two characters experiences are very despite this evil mirror being at the heart of it are very analogous to 
just two kids that were abused by their father who did who did murder their mother or whatever. And one of them has handled it so much better than the other. Yeah, one of them ha- handles it in a way that at least makes them functional and the requirements of a contemporary neoliberal society, which means you fucking deal with it and just keep going to work. That's what people like to see. And the other one can't handle it. Because the other one mm. was forced to shoot said father. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he was forced to have dreams about it by a doctor. Exactly. Um, so they come back so home. So the... Hang on, where was I going with that? Okay. The... <laughs> so then the mirror is representing their them approaching and trying to understand what it is that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, which is something that's necessary to do in order to process trauma and move move past it. And I like that there's the there's sort of them as agents through the story, but then also the mirror sort of speaking through them and ways in which the mirror takes over their agency and their actions are not their own. They're what the mirror wants them to do. Mm-hmm. And so there's that idea of what is you what when you make decisions or you do things what is you as in truly you and what is just a product of the trauma you've been through and which actions are you responsible for versus what is being produced by the traumatic things you've been through i think that's what's going on in this movie as well i said so deep well pretty deep (laughs) i like the little bit so she like she brings her brother home brings her brother ill-advisedly like that's not a smart decision to make after someone what? what? She, she she just doesn't really care that he's okay with himself at this point in time. Oh, it's it's not smart to bring him back to the house in which no. all the trauma occurred. No, you no. could you could you could, yeah. you could take How him. does she still have that house? It's the family home. Maybe it's Yeah, but for they wouldn't have kept well. that, would they? She's just she's just getting everything at auction. If I work at an anywhere. auction house, eventually everything will come through. I'll get the house, I'll get the mirror. You could take the mirror literally anywhere. Yeah, and I you would should, like, yeah. do it in a street outside somewhere. I would do it. Yeah, I, in clear view of the world. Yeah, yeah, I would. That's one of my main things. I, I, I like a lot of her plan. Yes, because she really thinks to film things it through, so that they can prove it first, yeah. prove her brother's innocence, yeah. and then destroy the mirror. So there's that great scene of when they first get to the house. She's got the mirror on the wall and she's talking him through. She's got timers, she's got cameras, she's got laptops. She they've got food and water. She's got all these ways to try and short circuit what she knows to be the tricks of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I like that someone seemed to be doing all of the rational things you would do in this situation. Yes. It was very sort of Arbed Let's stand back to back in the middle of the room holding knives. She's realistically thing. prepared. Yeah. And I think that's that's good writing. Yeah. Having said that, like the thing that's missing is more people. <laughs> like and I <laughs> bring underst- a couple of your friends. But she yeah. doesn't have friends. Well, she the- works in an auction house. Yeah, yeah. And, and those kind would, of people don't have friends. Who would be friends with somebody who works at an auction exactly. house? Exactly. You were like, hey, do you want a drink? She spent the la- she spent the last eleven years looking for a specific mirror. Yeah. Now, is she coming I out? I completely no. understand if she doesn't have friends. She's doing mirror stuff again. <laughs> hey Kaylee, you wanna go go for a drink? Nah. Hmm. This mirror is important to me. I also liked the 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 convention of her explaining to the camera for posterity everything she's found out about the mirror so mm-hmm. we get explained to us yeah, that's a good way to Smart. do your exposition but i also really liked all of that because it triggered all of my true crime podcast 
um, <laughs> gears. And I was like, yeah, oh yes, I, I like that's ex- exactly what I, I like. Laying it out year by year, what's happened with the mirror, all of the evidence. When you piece all this together, that's where you see the mirror's sort of pattern of behaviour. And so she talks about all the different people that have owned the mirror and the terrible things that have happened to them, terrible way they've died. And I liked the fact that they they'd all sort of died in horrible but kind of different ways. Yes, it's not. It it's wasn't. Not, there's no mo for the mirror. No, it's not like people just disappear into the mirror or they all jump out a window or they or all drown. Or the father always gets possessed and kills a family. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, not like no. Sometimes it's you, not Amityville. Yes, yeah, the mirror is sort of inventive. Or yeah. each person, and yeah, and the mirror just allows you to come up with your horror and what you portray. Yeah. To, to the point where, have, uh, having seen the movie, we still can't go back and figure out why those people did those things versus what our family yeah. have done there. It's things. a movie that opens you up for trilogies. Oh! Man. Yeah. I, On that subject of trilogies. This movie is wide open for a sequel. Um, did you watch the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix? That's no, I watched the late. trailer and I just couldn't get into it. Does okay. Yeah. I heard it works better as a trilogy than... Yeah, you can't watch them separate. You have to you have to have seen all of them to get it. The oh. middle one is the only one that works really good as a standalone film. Is it scary? No. Okay. Uh, is yeah, that no. well then I'm not yeah. I don't know. I I person I figured out uh, without reading anything about it, I knew who the bad guy was specifically right. from the first film. Was it fear itself? No. Oh. But was it a mirror? It wasn't a mirror. That had been in the background of every shot the whole time. <laughs> Just randomly in the middle of a forest somewhere. Someone's like, why is there a mirror? Is that mirror staring at us? (laughs) What's it? Why is it leaning slightly forwards and showing us the ground? Is that mirror sort of bracing a little bit? (laughs) Imagine a mirror like walking after them, like chasing them, just like... Like Like an animated object from the... Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, if you were the mirror in the Beauty and the Beast house, like, no, 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 I'm not the demon one. I'm normal one. I was just a person. I, I don't even live here. <laughs> I just got cursed. Yeah, I was just nearby. <laughs> and now but I'm I a do, mirror. And I, but I do, like everyone else, share moral culpability for not helping prevent my prince that I'm employed by not be abused. Yes. And that's why I deserve to be a mirror. But my question is... That's the story now. What happened to the actual furniture? Because if the entire castle is populated by animate furniture and and crockery, where uh, did the rest of that shit go? Well, when the curse... Was the castle empty beforehand? I, I Well, presumably they... Or did they have they, to do a they massive melded. Ikea shop when everybody turned back and like, well... No, they melded. And then they reckon? unmeld at the end. So... The pianist was sitting there playing his harpsichord and just got sucked into it to become yeah a a living Mister Mister Chord yeah mm. imagine living your life as a china cup you'd never relax you you wouldn't and that he that, hops around very recklessly indeed and somebody pushes that trolley everywhere if you are the china cup and Beauty and the Beast and you get shattered do you continue to live in some sort of Toy Story style hellscape where your consciousness never dies. Yes, and you get glued back together. Of, imagine getting glued back together, but then turning back into a human. Obviously, that doesn't work. Yeah, and you die a and horrific that, death. Then immediately dissemble. Yeah, but he's got a chip in him too. Like the yeah. cup's name is Chip because he's got a chip in him. 
Yeah, so he's Does been, that child, is it been missing a part already. of its body? I guess. What part? Um, well, yeah, the part of the brain that experiences fear. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror. Evil. Yeah. That, the plan is That should good. have been the name of this movie. Mirror. <laughs> Their plan is good. They're going to film it, make it do some bad stuff, and then there's a kill switch. Mm. With a a ship's anchor above it that's just going to drop this massive weight and smash the mirror. Yeah, so she's got a Chekhov's kill switch, which is a giant... Uh, I, and I really liked that yeah, me too. as well. I thought that's, you know, I mean, obviously you're playing with fire here, but that's also a good idea to have some sort of... But yeah, you just need some sort of kill switch that can't kill you. <laughs> yeah. So I would I would have the the mirror suspended over a precipice. Mm-hmm. By a rope that will mm-hmm. get just cut or something. Yeah, I'd have the mirror be suspended at some point, and then your kill switch just be a pair of scissors that snips the rope. Yeah, and drops the mirror so it smashes. Smashes. Yeah. So that yeah. the kill switch isn't this big weight that could mm. possibly, at some point in the film, impale a body. Yeah. 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 I we mean, don't. We don't want that to happen. I mean, think about it. <laughs> exactly. Let's let's you make don't... this giant suspended axe, and then just go in here. Just me and him. Lock the doors. <laughs> this would be great. This tell... won't be at all like a Final Destination type film. No, there's no destination won't. that could finalize <laughs> this film. Are we? Is this a Final Destination? No, we're not doing a Final Destination. No, there's a mirror in this one. Yeah, it's evil. Was there a mirror in that one? Didn't think so. No. Maybe the mirror is death, and nobody else in this world, in this fictional world, dies for four hundred years. I'm spitballing. What? Yeah, okay. Okay. That's how Final Destination... Final Destination is death. Yeah. Following up on its on its checklist of people that it misses out on. Yeah, yeah. And to that I say, just chill out, death. Get them next go round. You're getting like, enough you'd... people as things go. What can I mean, possibly change? How do you have the time to orchestrate these elaborate exactly. things? Like, think about the number of people you've got dying. Like, it doesn't matter. How can Sean William Scott surviving an aeroplane crash really matter that much in the great... It's just Sean William Scott. Exactly. You know what I mean? But we've no, got a we've got a million of him. We do. I'm sorry, it's Sean. It's basically California. Yeah. What we could do instead we've got, though, we've got loads of frats. Is have him stand next to a moving train and then decapitate him with a piece of loose signage. I mean, what a great way to end that character. I think I just uh, you know, death chill out, mate. Yeah, death. You know? Back off. You, you know there are much worse he's people. Just going like like you know, don't have such a specific plan for everyone's supposed to die. So then when it goes wrong, you have to go, oh, no, it didn't go the way it's supposed don't to go. Don't stress about it. They're exactly. ruining it. You, just, you should pick people at random, like wankers who decide to go up to space with their brother. Man. If Jeff Bezos had died... In space in or space, en route to space. Yeah, before he got there. Oh, my God. Look, there wouldn't be a lot of tears... But it'd be f- it'd be classified as a tragedy, yeah. Oh, because people yeah. who go to space are doing good things for space travel. As a newsreader, you'd have to be like, "Tragic news today." He took two actual when astronauts and pilots with him. America's sweetheart. favorite boss. <laughs> America's favorite bald guy. America's favorite little baldy fella. The <laughs> has blown up in space. You'd feel terrible for the people he Now, this is just an artist's rendition of what happened. (laughs) 
But we think he was quite... Please disregard all these smiley faces Please... along, along we... the bottom of this. That's just an impression of what the crowd at the launch site looked like. <laughs> we haven't verified that yet, but we are getting early reports oh. that there was some giggling. <laughs> now, this is our drawing of the ship. We believe he was somewhat near the uh, the head. Uh, they think there was some sort of technical fault further down the shaft that led to this <laughs> tragic event. Um, now, people are trying to go and pick up pieces of the spaceship, we've heard, um, and sell them on Amazon. So, Circle of Life... <laughs> Sell them on eBay. <laughs> Sell them on eBay just to annoy him. Just to annoy him. Um, if you think you have a mirror with the soul of Jeff Bezos living in it as a poltergeist, let us know. And please destroy that mirror. Yeah. but it, Before it manages to short pay billions of people. Before it manages to somehow get back into space, the bastard. <laughs> like, I love space travel, Sam. I think space travel is... That's the point, isn't it? He's ruining space. I know. It's He's making... These guys, these weirdos are making space lame. I'm a, it's like an astronaut works their entire life, studies hard, like joins the military, like does X amount of amazing work to earn the right to be an astronaut. This motherfucker gets rich. He just learns how to... He just figures out how to legally steal... Mm-hmm. And then he gets to go into space. It's fucked up. And you're ruining space for the rest of us. Exactly. And blue is not your color. Your spacesuits are not nice. What's his what What's his color? It's not that. And also, just wear gold. You know. Just, just lean yeah. into it. Just like skip all the pretense, buddy. Just wear like <laughs> like Ramesses the third. You should have gone to space naked. And then there'd be a, a, a further level of respect. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about Oculus and the Evil Mirror. In Oculus, in Oculus and the Evil Mirror, which is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, Oculus is some guy. Oculus is the magician that made the mirror. Oculus and his Evil Mirror that gets way out of hand. He uh, so there's the <laughs> the misadventures of Oculus and his Evil Mirror that really for you wouldn't even believe it, mate. <laughs> they so and so it's cutting between flashbacks of their family when they're kids and they first come and, across the mirror. Yeah, and they like move into a new house, and now you kind of think the house is haunted, but it's not. It's just but in the context of moving, they also get a new mirror. Yeah, and the dad is in his office. The mirror's in his office. He's doing something. He's like a software engineer, or whatever. In two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> early early years, and. He starts to go slowly mad over time. I liked the body horror aspects of this. Katie Sackhoff's character seeing herself in horrific ways. Yeah, or the dad uh, pulling his fingernail off oh, when he, yeah. he thinks he's taken the, the Band-Aid off. But the fact, the fact that the mirror can just... Make you see shit. Yeah, and just without you knowing it, overtake your vision basically like put a vr headset on you without you realizing mm. is very very simple and the fact that it's done with no special effects or anything you just see it and then not see it is is very effective the fact that when you realize oh i can't actually trust anything i'm seeing or doing 
and it gets harder and harder and to try to find which, ways to stay ahead of that which makes the rest of the film uncomfortable to watch because you will never know what character is really there what character is talking to what character who who we can trust yeah because yeah. can we really trust a person who spent 11 years in his in his little um Hospital. Mental in in his wellness center. Yeah, <laughs> in his mandatory wellness center. in the in the state imposed wellness center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and that the fact that anything could be fake at any time does that could not work because it's so general. You know, like the, I think it does a good job of making them still be in relationship to the mirror. And that they're winning sometimes, and the mirror's winning sometimes. When it could be, well, why can't the mirror just immediately o- overtake them? Yes. And the there the, the wasn't much I would change about this. My only sort of thoughts or suggestions were: I would have done a prologue in which involves the mirror at a different location. So, like pre- a previous, prior to their previous family. owner of the mirror. And just something happening. And then the mirror yeah. just getting on auction and getting for sale and then follow the mirror until their dad picks it up and brings it home. Okay. Well, I, I, I feel like what the mirror might do is is very well set up yeah. through her talking about the history of it, of anything. I, just, I think, the, I think the, and it sounds weird, but the mirror's motivations could have been a bit clearer. Yeah, the mirror's and, acting was pretty shit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was I very think, bit 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 one note. Wasn't yeah, it? it just kind of was a bit reflective. It really. kind of just hangs there. Nice. <laughs> hangs there. Um, but have have more of a sense of rising tension throughout the story of as it feels like the mirror is getting more desperate, so is doing different and more extreme things to try to overpower them. Does her trap have a time where if the time it just ends, the trap goes off? I, d- I don't know. I forget. I don't think it does, but that's what I would do as well. If you have your your pull and, pull and wait system that's going to break it when you press a button for that to happen, mm. I would also have just a regular egg timer that's set for like two hours. Yeah, so you, if you don't stop so it for two So if you don't hours, do anything in two hours, so it's like it a just lost breaks button. the mirror for you. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good as well. Because you should think at the end of the day, even if the mirror does kill me, at least I still I need to kill the mirror. Yeah. Um, but then the film ends with the, the timer running out, the thing about to move, and the mirror just hops off the wall, steps to the side. <laughs> and, just, and just Beauty and the Beast walks away. Soars himself out of the room. <laughs> I was here all along. <laughs> just slithers along the floor like the carpet from Aladdin. Yeah. What would you think about more characters in in terms of they could have had because there's that there's that whole because she's done all that research into the past. Yeah, you'd have a few like two or three people who've re- who've had who, experience with the mirror and all the lady. Well, no, or who are like true crime slash ghost investigator nerds. Yeah. I'm I'm picturing like the lone gunman from X Files. One of them who's followed the existence of this evil mirror somewhere and just believes that. Yeah, or just they're the, they're the kind of people that believe this kind of shit 
and she brought it to them for research help, and they're totally invested now. And so that so it'd be a kind of counterpoint because Brendan's obviously very sad because of all of his history. Completely understand. And so they're both very invested in this very grim part of their lives. But one of them could be just like quite excited about what they're there to get to do, and then you know, and you have you know, tall one, short one, middle one, who's the cooler one? Tall one, short one, old one with beard. Tall one, short one, one in a leather jacket. That's how that would work. <laughs> and they throughout the night can either like get scared and run or get absorbed by the mirror like more people can then have be victimized by the mirror the, yeah the, the horror that is the mirror can take more lives yeah and she and she talks about the mirror sort of getting more energy and it starts to sort of consume the dog and i like that it's i like that she doesn't name the dog but yeah. it's just dog and i like that when the dog is released it fucks off immediately just belts out of the house and never comes the back. the flashback dog seems really sad yeah. So when they're children, there is a moment where the dog, their family dog, gets locked in the bed in the room with the mirror and then is just gone when you go back into that room. Mm. And I don't like thinking about that the mirror can ingest things. Yeah. If given the chance. Yeah. See, that's gross. But the, if that if that happened, it could be that the mirror, when the mirror ingests one of the lone gunmen, now it's got more energy and so it's able it to do legs. more. Yeah, so at the work. yeah, and it sprouts physical arms and just starts punching on. You can't see anything. <laughs> just, starts hands. just starts windmilling around the room, and they're like, "Oh no!" Yeah. The fact that uh, Brenton goes to smash it, and then the mirror sort of. Well, we don't. The fact that we don't know if the mirror stops him or not. Yeah. I would have. I would have liked some more of that. Of them I, doubting each other's motivations. At a certain point, Brenton's like convincing her they should leave. Mm-hmm. They should not do this anymore. And it's not made explicit. Because like, she never says, oh, this is the mirror talking through you. They just kind of move on. But once that's introduced, that any one of these people, either could be a completely fabricated materialization or could be their physical self, but just under the influence of the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, um, it's like the ring. You don't get many times where a physical object has an agency and a will and is affecting its environment in ways that we can't understand like that. Yes. But the ring is sort of one of the only other main examples I could think of. I'm sure there's some out there. I enjoy the moment where um, they've had their chat and then they watch the video for a little bit and they've just been doing random shit that they didn't know about. that was so creepy. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I like the plants dying. Yeah, sort of showing the radius of the mirror, so that now the mirror can affect more of the house. And she places the plants around as a way to tell where the mirror's influence is. Mm-hmm. Great. I like in the when they're children and they smash and smash the mirror, but it's just a wall. Yeah, where they just take their like try and destroy the mirror, mm-hmm. but the mirror's like ha ah, ha ha. Oh. <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it finally does talk, and it's in that voice. Like, oh, uh, oh you wish. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually a magician. <laughs> My name is Oculus. <laughs> I'm Oculus the Great. <laughs> I'm Oculus the Reflective. <laughs> Look into me. Oculus the Framed. Um... So and as it tells the story of what happened to them as children, mm-hmm. intercut with them as adults, 
Mm. I think you can really tell that Mark Flanagan edited this as well because I think a lot of the direction comes through the editing of it. The way it weaves together current timeline, their past, which starts sort of stops being flashbacks at a certain point and they start sort of physically seeing it. Yep. At a certain point, the kids in the past are physically seeing them as apparitions. Um, I was waiting for those two timelines to actually interact so they sort of cause something in the past or the future. We didn't quite get there. And they... These two sort of those two timelines are very distinct at the start, where you spend quite a bit of time in the past and then you come back to the future. But then the intercutting gets closer and closer, and to the point where it it was it was quite effective for me, where you do kind of lose track of where you are and what and and what it is you're seeing. So that for me, at the end, when we have current day Brenton sort of come to his senses in front of the mirror, hit the kill switch in order to smash the mirror, and then it is revealed that Kaylee, Karen Gillan, has been standing in front of it, and he's just absolutely nailed her through the head. And presumably her head has protected the mirror. Presumably. Yeah, which was which must be incredibly annoying. I did think, oh, I'd like... I'd, Whilst I'd conceptually seen it coming in that moment, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's that thing where you see it coming the moment it happens. Well, I saw it. I saw that being a realization as soon as she set the trap up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But then the whole film just goes in other directions. You're like, oh, geez, mm. okay, maybe that's not going. That's not how it's going to end. Yeah, which is nicely done. Yeah, and so it, it it the the rhythm of the whole thing was really good. Yes. In terms of in terms of building you up to that moment where you as a viewer kind of get disorientated in the same way they are throughout this experience where you're not sure what you're seeing is a is a memory a vision a hallucination or something that's that's real that we've moved back to view as a as a movie viewer I would have liked maybe more of a character element of how the mirror comes into people's lives. Um, again coming back to that thing of it like you could expect it to have a sort of a theme around vanity or whatever yeah but well have it have have it be like have it have been something about the like a flaw that the dad has that makes him vulnerable to the mirror you know the dad's a little bit under characterized in terms of why this has happened to him in in particular so i think you could have him have just like tie something together there otherwise so it's not just a completely blank force coming into their lives i thought she was maybe and look it's a great film i think it's a great film but i think I at thought, the end of the day it's a good film it's good Everyone yeah what is it at the start of the day watch it. it's unseen ah okay i see what yeah. you're saying yeah. yeah cool yes is it if, if if a film plays and nobody sees it is it good <laughs> <laughs> well if it's die hard Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's the only one that we can answer that question about. <laughs> Everyone else is like, mm, yeah, good point. She was a little bit too high functioning for my liking. Karen Gillan. Yeah. The fact that she, like the, the the only thing that jarred that just didn't quite land for me is that she is she did too well for herself. She's a successful corporate auctioneer person. Mhm. With a but is with a with a fiance, but is also super weird and in, and you know and a, a, like obsessed externally with this mirror. she's obsessed with the mirror. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see how she has like the fiance seems really oblivious to what's going on, yeah. <laughs> um, and 
the fact that she has the fiance and this and this job and everything, but is still obsessed, didn't quite sort of fit together for me. I like that. I like the idea of Brendan having sort of gone through the system, and sort of being convinced that this thing wasn't real. Mm-hmm. I think you could build that out a little bit more about how the tagline for the movie is "You see what it wants you to see," which is great. But I, I think there's that sort of underlying theme of people see what they want to see. Yes. So people are people are that mirror is reflecting what people want it to reflect. Also, if you don't want to believe in the mirror, then you'll then you'll interpret things a certain way. So everyone's seeing the world in a way that supports the narrative that most supports their way of being in the world. Be, like if if it was more of, of along the lines of an evil mirror of Erised. Yeah. Where like you see what you most desire in the mirror. Yeah. And the mirror just gives you things. Mm visions yeah because this movie kind of does a little bit of both there's a lot of time there's a lot of people looking in the mirror and we're not seeing them see anything yes but then there are also which is cool because it's mysterious see see other people but yeah then but then she will also see her mom at certain points so kind of like the the mirror does does a little bit of everything yeah. but i think the fact that the psychiatric hospital you might call it has convinced brenton not that this isn't real and so that but they spent 11 years they spent 11 years so that it's so that's their narrative that they're it's very important to them that the mirror isn't real because that would be mental so we (laughs) definitely don't want that to be the case so i don't know in a trashier version of this you could have this the psychiatrist turn up at the house yes and have his and have his whole worldview implode in the view of before he gets the mirror mirror. yeah definitely gets murdered by the mirror um, because he's like he's the baddie, like in the jacket. Yes. Yes. The other way I thought these characters would have um, surely gone is there's two character. There's the character who sort of ignored the trauma, pushed it down inside, became productive. Yeah, became went out and became productive. Very much the uh, the the Susan of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe group. <laughs> yep right. a strange analogy right. to use he <laughs> was like no, what even is Narnia I don't even know don't be lame I work at an auction house now so I definitely didn't live for 60 years in a fantasy land and live and go through that life absolutely not I think it's a fascinating element of those books that he writes it into that character that she, so she just brushes it off and like I reckon I reckon a bunch of people would they just because your mind wouldn't be able to cope with it your mind, imagine being a 60 year old king or queen of narnia and then one day you go oh let's do this and then you are 12 again in 1940s england your mind would implode the only way you could deal with that would be to assume none of that was real it was a dream try to kind of forget it and move on (laughs) you know yes like do not like sure it's it's lame but also do not blame susan at all like it's insane that Aslan and whoever it is that he reports to allowed that to happen. You know, like what did you expect these poor children to do? And Mugia. So she, so you, maybe she's controlled it, ignored it, moved on with her life. Works at an auction house. Like you could have her have worked at the auction house, but not intentionally to get the mirror. Maybe she's like subconsciously done that, but she didn't want that to happen. And then. 
around the time that, that Brenton, who's still obsessed with it, gets out of hospital, the mirror comes through the like he starts he he gets out of hospital he starts talking to her about it. he's like come on we've got to find we've got to kill her. i was just pretending i was fine and then the mirror turns up and she says so she then she has to make the call to like do whatever has to be done so it's in the warehouse for a few days so she gets them access to it mm. even while she's the one who's trying not to believe in it because to believe in it means that all of that trauma is still there yeah i don't love that he spends 11 years in a in a in a yeah. In a hospital. They would then also be debating, did you, uh, have you found the mirror and brought it here? Or is this what the mirror wanted to happen? Yeah. Has the mirror found you? <gasps> I lo- see, I exactly. love that. Have, For has me, the inanimate object that we believe is imbued with things yeah. located a victim? I think a huge amount of this movie, whether you like it or not, it just depends on how into inanimate objects as villains are you. And I think I'm really into it. I am. <laughs> and a lot of people aren't, I think. At least a lot of the kind of people who like to review movies online aren't. And that's an Did important distinction to make. Reviews of Oculus that were bad. Oh, there were a couple on YouTube that were really positive. I was just scrolling through the old IMDb in that. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And um, yeah, there are, there are negative bunch of Nellies on there. There are negative people about a lot of films. A lot yeah. of people seem to not like Die Hard, which doesn't make actual sense, like physical sense or emotional or grammatical actually for that matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Idiots, all of them. So Oculus, pretty good. Ending, basically the mirror makes them see a lot of shit. Yeah. They panic a, a little bit and he tries to leave yeah. She, he tries to leave. These, I was wondering why they were showing us so much of the childhood house. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think, because I was like, yeah, we, we we know he kills her and then he kills himself or whatever. I think it's meant to be revealing the twist that people think Brenton shot him, but he kind of shot himself. Mm. And I don't know. I didn't feel like that really sort of paid off enough for me because they show everything that happened in such detail. I'm like, yeah, I get it. The story is the house today, yeah. where Brenton and Karen Gillan are. Yeah, I think it's just a way to to introduce more elements of horror and characters into the film. Yeah, instead of just the parents died twenty years ago. This is now story, mm. which I like. A lot of horror movies do do that. Of have like the horror happening as a child just in prologue, and then you come back to it. Mm. I watched one a few weeks ago that was exactly like that where a guy comes back to his family home. Oh, there's a movie called Boogeyman, I think it was made in 2005, which mm-hmm. is that where the boogeyman killed his father when he was a child. Okay. And he ran away from home as soon as he could, whatever it was. Everyone thought the father just ran away, but he witnessed this happen, and he comes back home mm-hmm. to defeat the boogeyman. And it's just very, very boring because it's just this adult guy trying to defeat... A, and, like... It's not a good movie in general, but I think the story would have been much better if they'd oculus it and yeah. had the child's story happening at the same time as the adult story. So yeah. you could see the fear that a child has mm. reflected in the fear that the adult has. Like It yeah. Chapter 2 does quite well of having little bits of them still being kids. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I wasn't a huge little fan of that bits. one. The first, the mm. It Chapter 1 is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think fine. I would just have bigger... Like, say, I'm fine with, say at the start, as we all know, our dad killed our mum, et cetera, et cetera, um, and we're here to, you know, 
prove prove that it was the mirror. Yep. And so we think we know what happened. Again, we, we have an established narrative, and then it's by viewing it and recontextualizing it, realize that that actually wasn't true. You know, yes. in this we're like the dad killed the mom, and then and then she's like, but it was the mirror, wasn't it? And we were like, it probably was the mirror, and it was the mirror through what are through the chances? Him. So like, okay, great. I think if there'd been bigger bigger twists to that then that would have just given you more payoff for how long you spent there. Because it, it starts off, you think, okay, we're going to have a few, few flashbacks. But by the end, it's it's half the movie, mm. basically. and It just takes away from Brenton time. It's taking away valuable Brenton screen time. Yeah. And she, I like the kids trying, trying to get help, going to get the neighbor who's an absolute waste of space. <laughs> that neighbor. Physically. Like if you go, like I'm sorry, if a child comes to you and says, "Hello, my father is being terribly abusive, and we think he might be evil, Loki, uh, going to kill some people. Loki going to kill some people, and Loki probably possessed by a mirror. You don't need to worry about that bit, but that's an important part of it. Could you help us? And then if you go over, just talk to that dad at the door. The dad's like, "No, everything's fine." You're like, "Ah, oh, phew, what a relief." I was worried you were a crazy, abusive person, but now you're telling me you're fine. So my job here is done, as far as I can tell. Mate to mate, I can tell that everything here is fine. Like that's 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 bad neighbouring. But like, if if in our lives, yeah, say we, you and I, mm-hmm. were on a hike somewhere, mm-hmm. and we come across a group of people who are covered in scratches and blood and. Claimed oh. to have been chased by a serial murderer. Well, I believe it when I see it. Believe it straight away. You're like, yep, cool. Let's get out of here. We've got a car not far away. We'll take mm-hmm. you home. Yeah. You're be like, oh, what? There's no murderers in these here hills. <laughs> well, That's well, not yeah. How the world works. Well, I'm probably like, well, where is the murderer? What did you do to deserve this? I probably asked that. You know, I mean, <laughs> you reckon? Whose side am I on? You know, because that's the other twist. You think you're helping the victim, but actually they're the perpetrator, and those are the scratches of the victims as they got away. And now you're inadvertently helping the murderer find the victims again. Yep, but you could still get these love people, a twist. You could get these people away from the location that they're currently in, well, and yeah. then call the fuzz. Well, to check, well, yeah, we could because you could be helping the murderer get away from the scene of the crime. Yep, but you could also be keeping the murderer with you, and therefore you call the fuzz and say, "Hey, hey, I have got this, either the perpetrator is... or victim of a murder. <laughs> it's a some f- shit has happened. It is a fifty-fifty split for me at this point, <laughs> but they are sitting right next to me, so I would appreciate some assistance. Uh, we are Post-haste. in the car together. We're in, the, and they're looking at me a bit funny now. I've taken several left turns. I, <laughs> I've yeah. <laughs> I've been doing manies for an hour and a half. <laughs> this conversation is very loud. <laughs> As I should You've have. You've been on speaker for for some time. I should have said this in code. <laughs> okay, I'm transitioning to Morse code now. Beep so beep what we do beep beep. I don't know Morse code. Beep beep. We call the cops now and just start a relationship. Be like, okay, if mm. I ever call you and say the words rhinoceros and elephant in the first sentence of our conversation, <laughs> it means that the rest of the conversation is in code. Understood? I think it should be words that are more likely to come up. Oh, if I like, say, oh, hello, I'm... my name is, in the first sentence of our conversation. Otherwise, like, oh, I've just got a normal phone call. I should answer it so they know that I'm fine. Hello, elephant, rhinoceros. <laughs> Brian, how you doing, mate? No, I'm not doing anything unusual, elephant. What are you doing? <laughs> 
I'm just having a normal phone call. I'm definitely not giving away the fact that you're trying to murder me. What is it, <laughs> Rhinoceros? That's what we call him. Rhino! <laughs> he's got a massive nose and he's endangered. That's Moral why. of the story is. People want to use his nose to make an aphrodisiac from. So that's why we call him. Go on, mate. The moral of saying? the story is just be good to your neighbours. Of what story? Of any story. If you, if your neighbour's kids come telling you that right. that their parents are crazy or somebody's Well, in no, their don't house. be good to your neighbour. Your neighbour might be a murderer. Yeah, but the kids. The moral of this story is call the police on your neighbours at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and if the police get turned away, keep a close eye on that house. The moral of this story is be very suspicious of your neighbours because they might be putting up a very good front whilst actually being corrupted at a, at a soul level by, by a mirror by a lovecraftian mirror yeah, that's the moral an, and by an object in their home a book that they found at, a, at an op, at like an op shop somewhere yeah no the moral is you see what you want to see i so the other version the other things you could have done here is like he makes that brenton makes the whole speech about how you could make that list of people dying about any inanimate object and at a certain point, they do manage to smash the mirror and you think they've won. Mm-hmm. And then you realize something else that's been there the whole time was actually yes. the thing and it was never the mirror. The other version of it is um, at a certain point, she's when you know she's got all those old black and white photos mm-hmm. of the previous times the mirror kill people. She's, you suddenly start spotting Brenton in those pictures. And it's revealed that he is a materialization of the mirror that's like a demon, and she never had a brother or whatever, and um, and it's something, it, something like that. So she thinks she smashed the mirror, but then he's standing next to her, and he's revealed to be the baddie, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the mirror is what he lives upon. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that. Those are just other potential versions, just options. I really want a sequel for this, where I we've got a sequel to you this. got a Bre- prequel to this. You got Brenton ten years later, still in the psycho prison, all bearded and stuff. With like, you know, pictures and red string, and so, and you got your new group of cabin in the woods type teenagers who are hunting down the mirror, and they come to him for help in the second act. You should watch Fear Street. Okay, is there red string in it? There is a um, person who was involved in something twenty years before the first film. Love and it, and then they go find that person for the second film. I'll never get tired of that. No, never get tired of that. It's basically bringing your horror film Avengers together. Yeah, but I especially love it when we've seen that character as their younger self before this story ever happened, and this is perfectly set up for that. Very rarely do you get a nice 10-year gap between sequels. Yeah, exactly. I dig it. Well, given how, I mean, what are we on? Like Annabelle 5, The Conjuring 19 or whatever. Yeah. And the, all that's within the, the first Conjuring movie came out like last year. Yeah, and basically. And since then we've had a fuck ton. We get one of those jump scare movies a week. Mm-hmm. Why have we not got Oculus 2? Yeah, The Reckoning. The Reckoning. The <laughs> the Reflections. Yeah, The Final <laughs> Reflection or something. Shards. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. At a certain point the mirror does get smashed, so now it's everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, the prologue is... The mirror getting smashed. And so Brenton is then relieved and like, mm. oh, my sister died for this. Yeah. And now the mirror's died, but all those shards yeah. have gone places. Yeah. And he spent the last 10 years finding shards of the mirror and putting it back together until he finds the last <laughs> shard. Like Mike Wazowski rebuilding that door. To yeah. Visit then. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oculus 2, the final shard. Oculus 3, the final shard. Oculus 2. 
Oculus Two is the, the search. second one. The ser- <laughs> yeah, the search. Yeah, the search for answers. And at a certain point, the thing that ah, oh, so at a certain point, <laughs> we realize they they go further into the history of the mirror, uh-huh. and they realize that the thing, the it that is in the mirror, used to actually be way worse, but. The magicians of the past in. trapped it in the mirror. Oculus, and they, the magician from the past. Oculus, the magician, managed to trap it entity. in the mirror. So that was actually best case scenario. And now by destroying the mirror, they've released it. So now it can be present in just any reflective surface. And there's no escaping it or something. Man. And so they have to find a way to get it back into, into something. Mad respect. That'd be a great sort of third movie. Hit us up. Uh... Mike... Hey. If you want some help, just if you, if you're thinking about going, we don't down actually the go to there sort of like writing individual lines and that. But I if know. you want, if you want just some, just some blue sky pictures, let us know. Yeah, I know you you are highly into those haunting of hill houses and stuff and houses on hills, but pick just well, another mirror, man. Just a nice simple imagine mirror. Just remember how easy it was with that mirror. Actually, it would have been hard because it'd be so hard to not have stuff reflecting in the mirror all the time. You probably just CGI it out, but still. That's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. You At a certain point, the mirror massively ups its own power by positioning itself to reflect out of a bunch of other mirrors. They're like, a oh, mirror no. maze. Mirror maze. That'd be your sequel. It's a mirror <laughs> maze. But like the creepy, like, like you know how places in small off the, off the beaten track towns have mm-hmm. like attractions. Yeah. It's just someone's mirror attraction. maze. And the mirror maze is just a collection of mirrors. Like not just a generic mirror maze that's like full length things. There's just mm-hmm. thousands of actual mirrors set up in this maze. Yeah. And the mirror is one of them. And people just go in there and then just never come out and die of starvation. Yes. Uh, I'll close things out here with a review from I am DB. Lovely. A place where you can find many reviews. A place where you can films. find many reviews and many valuable opinions on film. I'll tell you that much for Blood and Nothing. One out of ten. One out of ten review for Oculus. Title, boring. Oh, lovely. Here's the review. Is a truly waste of time and money. Boring from start to the end. So predictable. And the story, oh my god. Worst movie ever. Not even deserve to be downloaded. The actors make so bad his job. The surprise element don't even appear. Music. I wonder if this is just some of that music. Uh, English is a second language, but I don't think it is. It, I, I can't. I can't imagine who talks like this. Music don't help in nothing. It's definitely translated from something. The demons are the same. That movie Insidious, just with white eyes. All time, I wonder where is the terror here. Why people say this is the best movie of the year. I'm really disappointed for this movie and all the, in quotes, terror movies since year 2000. So specific. The scene with Bloody Finger, the scars infected was so stupid. And don't want to talk about the girl that recording all like a documentary about the mirror and the stupid photos of his victims, a mum possessed against his children and the only she can do is hit the doors. (laughs) (laughs) And the end... Jesus, so predictable that the mirror will kill the woman, so unnecessary blood in the film. And I'm still wondering, where is the terror? (laughs) One out of ten stars. One out of ten. Oh, okay, and here's my other one. 
one out of ten. Okay. Depressive and idiotic. <laughs> What's wrong with Hollywood these days? Don't they know how to make nice endings anymore? Or do they think the whole damn world is a bunch of gothic potheads? <laughs> Absolutely disappointing. The writer of this story should seriously consider another job, like cleaning toilets. The hard thing is that the story was good and had everything to end up as an awesome movie, but somehow the dude who wrote it managed to screw up in the end. I think this person's just really sad that it's a sad ending. (laughs) I think they shouldn't let people with mental disorders write stories like that, (laughs) as they may have a devastating effect on weaker minds especially of those who already experience a tendency to depression. So this person... It was really sad that the movie was sad. I think this person thought they were going to win and then Karen Gillan gets kill-switched through the head and they're really upset about it and they think that all movies are just made for gothic potheads now. I found, I found a review. And that this film will depress people. Yep. You know how we talked about Oculus also being the name of a um, VR headset? Mm-hmm. This is a review from Audience Reviews. Oculus stole money from me and stopped answering my emails. First, my purchase was cancelled from my bank and they initiated another booking five days later without my consent. In these five days, I've already bought glasses and left the country. <laughs> Whoa. This is insane and at the border of being illegal. Well, so he's I wouldn't that. say this film's <laughs> on the border of being illegal, but uh, hey, you know, people are entitled to their opinions, and that's fine. Okay, so, as people may... Uh, I did not like the ending. I want a part two so I can see the ending properly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the real ending, like the one in my mind. I really liked how dark the ending was. They completely fail. The mirror completely wins. She kills her fiancé, probably, and then dies herself. And Brenton goes back to the wellness center. For good. For Definitely for good now. Yep. Doesn't matter what he dreams. Even though there'd be footage... Showing that he did not kill her, kill her. Well, that's the thing. He does kill her. He flips the switch. He does too. He's staring right at her and, yep, turns the switch. So the mirror is smart. Oh, when the mirror makes them see themselves standing in front of the mirror and they don't know if that's them or if they're really outside, trying to, like, think ahead of what the mirror is doing to you and figure out what is and isn't real. Really original and really cool. So as people may know, we... Do not score Brenton's films out of 10 or anything like that. We are creating an overall ranking of all of Brenton's movies from our most favorite to least favorite. Isaac, you're doing a face. Sorry, I found another review that says one star. I really need to meet the writer. Oh. And that just sounds really threatening. That sounds sounds like something the mirror would say. Is that all it says? Yeah, that's it. I really need to meet the writer. That's so ominous. Imagine getting a letter from someone who's in your movie. I need to meet you. One star. One star. <laughs> Five stars. I need to meet you. Oh, ah, cool. One star. This isn't over. <laughs> I'm going all the way to the top. So at the moment, there are three movies on the list. Yes. 
Do you think this movie is better than Charge Over You? Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie is better than... What was the other one? Before Save Your Life. Do you think this movie is better than Blue Lagoon Cole and The Awakening? Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie is better than Save Your Legs? Yes. Me too. I think this is our new number one movie. I have a feeling this is how the whole thing's going to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see if Brendan does have a completely linear rise in terms of how uh, terms of what our favorite film is. It'll be interesting when this uh, sequence gets disrupted. Is it just, is it just banger probably gonna after banger? going to get disrupted next week. You think so? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Exceptional Pod or on Instagram at Exceptional Thieves or send us an email at ExceptionalThieves at gmail.com. What's your favorite Brenton film? What is it about? Oh, actually, bef- before we fucking finish, let's talk more about Brenton. Okay. Strong performance. Strong performance. Definitely a more... Like physically strong as well because in the last film we watched he was just regular Brenton but right now he's getting fit. Do you think he's bulking up at this he's point? He's bulking up for this film. I think this is our first time seeing Brenton doing some more emotional acting mm-hmm. especially at the end. I think at the start I thought he was a little bit restrained and I thought oh this is a little bit of a well he's just a little bit of, blank out of the psycho but prison. I th- yeah but I think that's him giving himself somewhere to go and as he sort of gets more in touch with his emotions about what's going on I think at the end very very strong emotional performance i think i felt like brenton's acting kind of comes online for the first time in the last third of this movie all the the the, the previous movies they're fine but we're not getting a lot of acting acting we're not juice. getting a lot of good brenton tint yeah but i think this is a this is this know, is a piece this is a this is the strongest piece of brenton we have brenton we've had so far and uh, as a brentologist you love to see it. Mm. The brentography here is world class. There, well, there were some new new terrains to to brentograph, yeah, indeed, which we which, which we have now done, and we shall see you next week when we talk about the signal. Ooh, Lawrence Fishbone. Join us next week to for Brenton to sit down opposite Larry Fishbow. Bye. What, <laughs> I just end literally Larry Fishbow. Larry Fishbo. <laughs> old Some of the best twists I've ever seen put old, on film. Old Elfish. Great twists. Isaac <laughs> You're 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 staring at the wall with a sort of frozen smile at this point. Very twisty. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well there's an there's advertisement for you. Find out that and more. <laughs> Next week on The Brenton Thwaites Hour. Brenton Thwaites Hour. So always an hour every time, never more, never less. How long was this one? One hour and 42 minutes and 17 seconds, 18 Damn. seconds, 19 seconds. You can stop it. <laughs>